the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a ring of truth that is unmistakable Knowing that you cannot find them all And if you listen carefully And sometimes even if you don't You can hear that sound Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. Did he just move the shadow back 10 degrees or what God did? We don't really know. It doesn't really matter how God did it, but God did it. He did this miraculous sign for Hezekiah, and it's an appropriate sign for Hezekiah to move the shadow of the sundial back because God is giving Hezekiah back more time. He's giving him more life. It's kind of like turning the dial back for Hezekiah and giving him 15 additional years. Pastor Dan will be sharing an incredible miracle with you in his message today. God reversed time, adding years to the life of Hezekiah. God didn't have to do this, but he remembered the faithfulness of this man. Pastor Dan will share more about how God heard Hezekiah's pleas for life and how he answered God still answers prayer today. It may not be in the way you'd expect, and you may not get the same miracle Hezekiah did, but God wants you to keep praying. You can trust that what he does answer is the best answer. And now, open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 38, as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. What a testimony that Hezekiah had. As he's facing death, and he could say to the Lord, I've walked before you in truth. Your walk is your manner of life, the way that you live. And here Hezekiah, facing death at the end of his life, he's able to say, I've lived a right life before you. I've been faithful to you. I've walked in in truth. My heart has been loyal to you. I've done what is good in your sight. And what a testimony. You know, to be able to come to the end of your life and be able to say that. that I've done what's right in your sight. I've done what's good in your sight. I've been loyal to you my whole Christian life. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Now some commentators criticize Hezekiah here because Some see this as maybe questioning God's judgments. Again, he's only 39 years old. He doesn't have kids yet. He doesn't have a son. He finds out he's terminally ill. Uh, And and some interpret verse 3 to be questioning God's judgments or complaining to God. Like It's like he's uh, saying, I don't understand. I've done what's right. I've walked in your truth. I've been loyal to you. I've always done what's good in your sight. And now I'm going to die young. I don't understand, Lord. I've been a good person. I've been a good Christian. 
Why would you allow this to happen to me? And so some commentators are critical of Hezekiah because of verse 3. I don't think we should be critical of Hezekiah for saying this. I mean, these are real emotions. These are real feelings. This is a man who just learned that he's terminally ill. He just found out the news. He's only 39. He doesn't have children. And he, he's just reacting to the news that he just received. He's, just, he's reacting to hearing that he's going to die soon. Verse 3, again, he's, he's weeping. He's weeping bitterly. You know, in the Psalms, Psalm 56, verse 8, it says that God, our Father in heaven, He puts our tears into His bottles. And He writes it down in His book. Anytime that we cry, anytime that we weep, even, even privately as Hezekiah does here, our Father in heaven sees it. And somehow, I don't know how, but somehow he's able to collect our tears and he keeps them in a bottle because they're so precious to him. And he writes down every occasion that we cry. He sees each tear that falls. And he records it in a journal, in a book. And Hezekiah wept bitterly and God saw Hezekiah's sorrow And then look at verse 4. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, Go and tell Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, now notice, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears, surely I will add to your days 15 years, I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. Remember, this happens before chapter 36, when Assyria comes against uh, Jerusalem. So the Lord tells Isaiah the prophet, go back and tell Hezekiah that I've heard your prayer, I've seen your tears, and I'll add to your days 15 years. Now, 2 Kings chapter 20, which is the parallel account of this, tells us that before Isaiah made it out of the courtyard of the temple's palace, of the king's palace, that the Lord told him to go back and tell this to Hezekiah. (laughs) That's a pretty quick answer to prayer. (laughs) Isaiah hasn't even made it out of the building yet, and the Lord tells him, go back to the king. Go back to the king and say to him, hey, forget what I said about you dying. (laughs) You know, just a few minutes ago when I was here and I said, you're going to die. Just forget all of that. In fact, you're going to live another 15 years. Look at verse 5 again. And notice the Lord refers to himself as the God of David. Now, you don't see that title very often in the Old Testament. It's only used four times in the Old Testament, the God of David. And why does God say this? Because God made a covenant with King David that one of his descendants shall sit on his throne forever. And Hezekiah has no sons. There's no heir. And so if Hezekiah dies, the Davidic line ends, and the promise of God to David fails. And so now, God is going to extend Hezekiah's life because of the promise he made to David. He extends his life 15 years. Verse 6, 
Again, says, I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. We looked at that last time. In 2 Kings 20, the Lord says, I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David, because of the covenant God made with David. He will extend Hezekiah's life and he will defend the city of Jerusalem. And this is the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing which he has spoken. Behold, verse 8, I will bring the shadow on the sundial which has gone down with the sun on the sundial of Ahaz 10 degrees backward. And so the sun returned 10 degrees on the dial by which it had Gone down. And so God here says, I'll show you a sign, a miraculous sign, so that you know for sure that I really will extend your life. I'm going to cause the shadow on the sundial to go back 10 degrees. Now, this is not like a sundial like you might put in your garden, you know, one of those little sundials that people have. This was a sundial that King Ahaz had constructed that he copied off of, I think, uh, the, the Syrians. Uh, and it was a huge structure. It had uh, numerous steps going up to it, and the sun actually shined down on the steps, and the shadows were on the steps. But it had like 20 steps or more leading up to it. So it was this huge structure that was positioned in such a way that the sun would hit it and create a shadow. It allowed them to tell the time of the day. And God says here, I'm going to cause the shadow to go back 10 degrees. And we don't know how God did this. We don't know if God caused the sun to go back 10 degrees, or did he just move the shadow back 10 degrees, or what God did. We don't really know. It doesn't really matter how God did it, but God did it. He did this miraculous sign for Hezekiah, and it's an appropriate sign for Hezekiah to move the shadow of the sundial back because God is giving Hezekiah back more time. He's giving him more life. It's kind of like turning the dial back for Hezekiah and giving him 15 additional years. And so in verse 9 now, the Hezekiah sings this song that he wrote during his illness and his near-death experience and his recovery. This is the writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and had recovered from his sickness. I said, in the prime of my life, I shall go to the gates of Sheol, or death, the grave. I am deprived of the remainder of my Years, You know, again, just the tragedy of dying young. He's 39. He's in the prime of his life. He has so much of his life ahead of him. And Hezekiah says, I'm deprived of the remainder of my years. They're just, they're just taken from me. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have the New Testament. He doesn't have an understanding of the resurrection like, like we do. And he just sees it as taken from him. And that death is the end. Verse 11, I said, I shall not see Yah, the Lord, in the land 
of the living. I'm not going to see God again. I shall observe man no more among the inhabitants of the world. Again, he, he thinks death is the end, that he's not going to see the Lord. He's not going to see uh, the people in this world ever again, his family again, his friends again, that when you die, that's it, which is not true, right? We know that, that there's eternal life through Jesus Christ. But he doesn't know that. Verse 12, my lifespan is gone. It's taken from me like a shepherd's tent. Shepherds were known to break down their tent and their camp quickly. Uh, Even today in parts of Israel, in the southern part of Israel, in the desert area where the Bedouins live, you'll see their campsites set up with these big elaborate tents one day and the next day they're gone. There's no trace of them. And that's how Hezekiah sees his life. It's one day I have life, and the next day I'm just, I'm gone, I disappear. There's no trace of my life. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. We'll have more from this message in a moment. But first, we'd like to tell you about an exciting resource available this Christmas season. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you more. Christmas can be a very busy time of year for most of us, and in our busyness, we can forget the reason for the season, Jesus Christ. So my wife, Cameron, wrote a wonderful daily devotional called 31 Days of December. This simple devotional is written for women and is designed to help you keep Jesus at the center of your Christmas season. We would be happy to mail you a copy as our thank you for your investment of any amount in this daily radio ministry. To receive your copy of 31 Days of December, visit our website at calvaryec.com and click on Give. Now, let's finish today's message. I have cut off my life like a weaver. He cuts me off from the loom. You know, as they're making weaving cloth and how they just cut it off, just like that. From day until night, You make an end of me, speaking to the Lord. That's how Hezekiah felt. Just one day, I'm here, I have life, and the next day, I'll be gone. I have considered until morning, he's up all night. As you would be, right? Just thinking about his life coming to an end. Like a lion, so he breaks All my bones, you know, whatever this sickness is or this disease that he has, it is ravaging his body. He says it's like a lion attacking him. He breaks all my bones. It's tearing apart his body. From day until night, you make an end of me. Like a crane or swallow, so I chattered. Now, one, one commentary said... No bird is more noisy than a crane. He's just chattering, just talking throughout the night. I mourn like a dove. You know what that sounds like. You've heard a dove mourn, usually very early in the morning. So Hezekiah is groaning continually in his suffering. He's, he's in pain. He's, he's chattering. He's crying out to God all the time through this. My eyes fail from looking upward. He's he's praying, you know, asking God to heal him. God doesn't heal him. And then finally, God sends the prophet Isaiah, and the prophet Isaiah tells him, you're going to die. 
you're not going to live. That's, he, was, he wants an answer from God and he gets an answer. It's not the answer he's looking for. Sometimes God doesn't give us the answer we want. Sometimes we pray for someone to live or to be healed or to be cured. And that's not the answer we get. Oh Lord, I am oppressed. You know, just the oppression of impending death. Undertake for me. Now God answers his prayer. Verse 15. What shall I say? He has both spoken to me and he himself has done it. He was looking for God to do something and God has done something. He has done it. He answered his prayer. He extended his life. And now all Hezekiah can do is praise the Lord for it, for what he's done. And then he says, I shall walk carefully all my years in the bitterness of my soul. He he says here, you know, because of of what he's experienced and the anguish and facing death and almost dying and thinking that he's going to die, but now God has given him life now and extended his life and it's it's as if he's on borrowed time, as we say. Now he says, because of that, I'm going to walk carefully for the rest of my life. You know, I'm going to be deliberate in the way I live. I'm going to live deliberately. Uh, in Ephesians 5, it tells us to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. And that's kind of Hezekiah's mindset here. I'm, I'm going to walk circumspectly. I'm not going to waste any day. I'm going to treat every day like it's a gift from the Lord, because I know how it feels to not have any more days left, to think that you're on, at the end. And man, I, this is, it's like I've won the lottery now. And so I'm I'm just going to live every day carefully and deliberately. See, this this near-death experience has given Hezekiah perspective on the remaining days of his life, and he's going to make every day count now from here on out. He says, O Lord, by these things men live, and in all these things is the life of my spirit. So you will restore me and make me live. Hezekiah acknowledges it was the Lord who restored him. It was the Lord who restored his life and allowed him to live. Indeed, it was for my own peace that I had great bitterness, but you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption, for you have cast all my sins behind your back. Now we can all say, verse 17, is true for all of us, that the Lord has lovingly delivered our souls from the pit of death. And he has cast all of our sins behind his back. That's true for all of us. Because of Jesus. He has delivered us from the grave. He has given us eternal life. And he has cast all of our sins behind his back. And he remembers our sins no more through the blood of Jesus Christ. For Sheol, the grave, cannot thank you. Death cannot praise you. Those who go down to the pit, down to the grave, they cannot hope for your truth. Again, he doesn't know about the resurrection like we do. The living, the living man, he shall praise you as I do this day. Now look at the end of verse 19. The Father shall make known your truth to the children. 
The Father shall make known your truth to the children. It's the Father's job to teach His children about God. God's truth. God's Word. Now, if there's not a father in the home, or the father's not a believer, there's grace for that. But in a home where the father is a believer, it's the father's job. It's the father's responsibility to teach his children about God and about the truth of God. The Lord was ready to save me, therefore we will sing my songs with stringed instruments on guitars. (laughs) They didn't have guitars back then, but... All the days of our life in the house of the Lord. Hezekiah says here, you know, I'm going to sing my songs of praise to the Lord every day of my life because the Lord has healed me. I'm just going to praise the Lord. You know, he's he's got like this little revival going on because the Lord has delivered him. And I'm just going to praise the Lord for the rest of my life because he's healed me. You know, in the Psalms, in Psalm 30, verse 11, You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. In Psalm 145, verse 2, Every day I will bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. And that's what Hezekiah says. Every day I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to sing praises to Him, these songs that I've written to Him, praising Him. I'm going to play on my stringed instrument and just worship Him. Now Isaiah the prophet had said, verse 21, Let them take a lump of figs and apply it as an ointment on the boil, and he shall recover. And so uh, they, they made some kind of medication out of figs, and the Lord said, apply the fig medication, uh, this fig ointment, to the boil, again, whatever that was, was it, whether it was a tumor or maybe it had some kind of abscess that, that was infected, we don't know. But apply it and Hezekiah will recover. Now, we see in the Bible where God sometimes heals a person just, just sovereignly. We see that in the Gospels where uh, there's times where Jesus speaks a word and he's not even in the same town as the person who is sick. And the person is healed. And he's not, and Jesus isn't even there present with them. And Jesus just speaks the word and just sovereignly they're healed. But what this shows us here, and I think this is important, this shows us that God can also use medicine to heal people. That God can use doctors and medication and medicine. It's still God doing the healing, but God is using medicine. You know, going, going to a doctor or taking medication isn't a lack of faith. Sometimes that's what the Lord uses. And, and we seek Him first. We pray that He heals. We pray that He uses the medication or uses the doctors. Uh, but ultimately, he's the, he's the healer. He's the great physician. And He can just do it sovereignly by speaking a word. Or He can use Johns Hopkins to do it. And either way, He gets the glory. It's Him. He makes the medicine work. He asked- 
That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. We're so glad you joined Pastor Dan Sexton for his verse-by-verse study through the book of Isaiah. This extraordinary book is quoted in the New Testament more than any other Old Testament book. Plus, it provides us with the most comprehensive picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. It includes the full scope of His life and ministry, from His virgin birth to His sacrificial death to His resurrection and second coming in glory. If you'd like a copy of today's message, you'll be able to find it on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an edition of this program. That website again is calvaryec.com. We'd love to hear from you too and learn how Ring of Truth has blessed you. Please take some time soon to give us a call at 410-491-4592. Let us know how God is working in your life and if there's anything that we can be praying for during this study of Isaiah. That number again is 410-491-4592. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We pray the Lord bless and keep you and that your faith is deepened with each passing day. Tune in next time to continue our study of the book of Isaiah, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes It's true.